It is Wednesday. It is the 20th of February 2019. Welcome to Phil's Photography Journey podcast episode 18. I really should entitle this and in fact I may entitle this uh, to entitle this excuse the non-edited bit uh oops I did it again because it's been a while since my last podcast and there's so much to cover. I did toy with the idea of running through this on uh, a kind of section by section just to show you what I'm going to cover but it would take so long. So uh, strap in, it's going to be uh, quite a ride and hopefully an enjoyable one. I'm actually going to start with a very quick update which was something I started with on my previous one which is my back and golf. So I played my first 18 holes again recently. Thankfully the conditions of the course has been pretty good, we haven't had a bad winter really and uh, I found that doing this exercise all the time has been um, beneficial. So playing quite well as much as one ever can at my level and uh, yeah that was uh, that was really good fun. So I'm going to kick off and get into the podcast proper. So uh, and I've actually done this in order so we're going to go through some of the things that have happened in the last few months actually it's three months uh, embarrassingly since the last one and uh, talk about various subjects and various things that have been up to and then um, talk about some things that are coming up. So first and foremost um, video project. So We've actually, or actually building up quite a library now on um, on YouTube. And at this point, I would say, please visit our YouTube page, Phil Swallow Photography. And if you would subscribe, I would be most grateful. Uh, we do put content out there, um, not on a super regular basis, but on a fairly regular basis. So you won't be bombarded. But uh, subscription would always be very much appreciated. Thank you. So we did a video. Um, so the story to this I, I did cover in previous podcasts, but there's a very good friend of ours named Dave Hewitt, who was a very successful professional jazz trombone player for a number of years. And he made a decision last year to quit playing because of tinnitus that just become too much for him. He, he really just found it so hard. Uh, biggest episode being something that happened in 2014. I'm not going to dwell too much on his story because... If you go to the YouTube page, you will see the video there and uh, please watch it and hopefully enjoy it. We've had some fantastic feedback. Uh, we launched it in time for Tinnitus Awareness Week, which was from the 4th to the 10th of February. And so that was uh, on the, I think it was on the Sunday itself. So on Monday was the 4th, I believe. We released it on the Sunday after some initial uh, offline sort of previews. And we've had just over 860 views now, which is uh, which is superb. Loads of likes. Um, we've had comments, a few comments on there, but also a number of comments on the various forums uh, that, that Dave's involved with. So, you know, Tinnitus or other. He's got very good reach, Dave, all around the world, really, through the stuff that he's done in the past and, and also his wife, Sylvia. So, yeah, please have a look at the video. I hope you enjoy it. Um I learned so much from doing that video. So we, we've done vlogging in the past, and you'll see those on YouTube. Um, this is a different thing. This was a setup in his house. So we'd, we'd gone through and prepared and sort of storyboarded how we were going to do it. And we recorded it in one afternoon, um, and then came the edit. Now, I have to say, part of the time taken in an edit is, I guess, the technicals. And in my case, it was actually learning what to do during the edit. Uh, so I started off by doing the editing in iMovie and then moved it across uh, to Final Cut Pro, which I purchased recently. And that was a bit of an ouch, although it's still cheaper than it used to be. Very good software. 
And actually, with hindsight, if I'd have used Final Cut at the beginning, it would have made it technically much easier to bring all the content in. And it does a fantastic um, feature, I suppose, service, no, feature, to synchronise audio and video tracks because what you do is you record the audio separately. So I've got an audio recorder, Tascam DR40. Um, Dave was mic'd up with a lav mic, so clip-on mic to his to his jumper and uh, that was the main track we also had some backup audio as well but that was by far the highest quality and I had to manually using a kind of clap to synchronize Um, and here's a little fact for you why do you have a clapperboard Um, some of you may know this already but in filmmaking you have a clapperboard because you physically see the moment that the clap strikes and obviously it causes a spike in the sound wave And when you're bringing it all together, because the sound is always recorded separately in filmmaking, you see the spike and you see the visual, you bring them together and then you join your two sections of of content. And um, another great thing that Final Cut Pro does is that you can actually create a compound clip. So they'll always be together. You've done your your auto sync, bring them all together. And any time you do cuts uh, after that point, you know, you preserve that, that quality or that essential detail, really. Don't want to bore you with too much technical because I'll be have a bit of a mixed audience on here. Safe to say, uh, learnt loads. Uh, editing process was uh, was really um, time consuming uh, because we had to do a number of rough cuts and take it over to Dave on the iPad, play it through, make some notes. Um, and actually, it's one of those things where you you play it just so many times, um, you break it down. And actually, one of the features we stuck with there was to actually have chapters, to, to have titles, to bring in sections of the video. Now, I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent practice, really, but it, it's really helped us in the process. And, you know, if with hindsight there were sections that you perhaps missed, I'm giving away all my secrets here, uh, but, yeah, if there were bits that you missed off, then you can just um, bring them in with a title. So, you know, you, you kind of launch the next section or the next chapter. And uh, the other thing to bear in mind is that the musical track uh, that's played throughout is something that Dave recorded um, a few years back now, Laurie Chesco's band. Uh, so I just edited that, in, edited that in, and it is a nice sequence on the end where he's recorded that some someone recorded with their phone, and it's one of his favourite trombone pieces. So once again, plug. Um, I urge you to to go and have a look at it. I think you'll enjoy it, and um, please give us some feedback and hopefully some thumbs up, etc. So one of the other things that happened since the last podcast was um, continued frustration with uh, with internet, with our broadband. I don't think I covered this before, but I'll, I'll briefly mention it. So I was all I was so frustrated with the Virgin Media sort of domestic broadband service that we had that I'd sounded out Sky. Now there was a bit of a trade off there. Sky could offer me a much cheaper package. Um, it would go via the phone line, so we'd have to do some jiggery pokery kind of thing there. But it couldn't get near the speeds that we have on Virgin. And uh, I struck up a good rapport. They were very good, actually, on the on their team, Sky. And uh, I went to uh, speak with Virgin Media to basically give my notice, saying, look, I've handed it in, uh, sorry, I've set it up with Sky, and I know I have to give you 30 days notice. And... Um, I guess, as people are trained nowadays in such matters, he said, um, can I just ask, he said, do you have any business usage at all? I said, why? He said, well, a couple of things. He said, firstly, the amount of gigabytes of data 
that gets uploaded each month. Well, that's my photography work all going up to the cloud to both Amazon Prime and Backblaze where I use my cloud backups as well as what I have locally on disk. And he said that actually we can offer some business tariffs. So the advantage of the business tariff is that you do get a 24-hour SLA. Um, you do get notified in advance of outages. Um, and the interesting thing they revealed, I think, I think a lot of people are at home more nowadays and work at home more nowadays, but he said, oh, yeah, if there's engineering works, we just do it during the day on the domestic. But we do them in like early hours of the morning with notice to the customers if it's, uh, if it's business. So then it came to how much was the cost. Well, actually, the cost was uh, pretty much what I was paying anyway. Um, it's always a bit better because there was an unlimited um, landline. And uh, what with Sue doing her acting stuff as well, it, it worked out really well. So they did that switch over in late November, I think, early December, perhaps. I know that I timed it to avoid um, a photography job I had because I didn't want to have any risk at all of not having the backup. But Anyway, they did it and it was all fine. And um, apart from one little blip, it's been pretty good ever since. Sorry, an unprofessional sip of a, a drink there. So, um, yeah, if you've got any kind of business connections, you may want to consider that because you do get a better overall service. Um, it also came with a fixed IP address. Um, the odd thing there is that when you get one of these notifications saying your device has been used to log in here or there, often Apple devices, it's market raisin in Lincolnshire. Um, other devices can be all over the place. So it's a bit odd that that's meant to be a fixed IP address, yet through the way IP addressing works, it pops up all over the place. So uh, moving on, uh, I've got a new camera. So my main camera it was the Nikon D810. And I really don't know, I can't say uh, how I got to deciding to buy a new camera. But, you know, sometimes, I guess, in your consciousness on a web page there's all these sort of things popping up here there and everywhere and i detected that there was a an additional trading bonus being offered on the nikon d850 which is their flag, flagship dslr body uh, fantastic reviews you won't have to look far you just google it for nikon d850 and um everyone loves the thing it's it's a great camera so uh i went about actually it's quite interesting so i i i prepared my d810 um for for trading it's in brilliant condition um and you know on youtube you get unboxing videos so i basically broke down an unboxing video that i randomly found of a nikon d810 to a make sure i had the components and b make sure that i could package it as if it was new and i think they appreciated that in fact they gave me a bit more than their normal tolerance would be because it had quite a high shutter count obviously because i use it for photography work um, but it really was in excellent condition. So I got a really good price, price I wanted. Um, I obviously had to pay a difference um, for the D850 plus this bonus of 450 quid. And I, I did it partly because of that, really. Um, the technology is changing. It's moving from DSLR, where you have a mirror flapping up to expose a sensor, to mirrorless, where it's kind of always on, always exposed. And Nikon released two bodies last year, the, uh, the Z6, Z7, and no doubt more will come along this year and beyond. So ultimately, that is my roadmap. That's my direction of travel. Um, but I wanted to kind of bridge the gap. Um, they haven't released, neither the D, Z6 nor Z7 compete really with the D850 at this stage. Um, they were just cameras to get Nikon in the game. Uh, so the D850 will serve me well. 
Uh, one thing I am really looking forward to when I eventually get to mirrorless is silent shooting. Um, often we can be certainly in events. You you know you do hear the shutter. I certainly hear it on my old D3s, and um, and that's without doing burst photography or burst shooting. So uh, yeah, the D850, love it. Um, touchscreen and Wi-Fi. I don't really use the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth stuff actually because it drains the battery. But it's it's a beautiful camera, and for portrait work that I do mostly, as you know, uh, it's just been unbelievable. I've had to do so little editing, um, and and that's good. You know, that saves time. That's better for the workflow. So uh, massive thumbs up to the Nikon D850. I love it. So um, some jobs, I suppose, some photography jobs. So I was approached uh, by, so this was my ex's brother's partner. Um, said, oh, would you be able to do some photography at uh, Jamie, my ex-brother-in-law's partner? Um, ex's brother's party 50th birthday party in December sorry about that and uh I said yeah okay and I said and you're lucky because I want to try out a lighting pattern so I won't charge you um but I want to try out some lighting that I can use on the um you know to light the dance floor something I picked up and I actually mentioned in my previous episode in episode 17 from a guy uh, who runs gingerbread photography and I tried it out it worked really well I was more than happy with that um it was it was quite a nice event. There was not too many people. I would like liked it if the dance floor had been a bit more busy. Uh, there wasn't. It was it was a chatty party rather than a dancey party, but it was still very good. And um, they were happy with the images, and that's that's a good thing. So that was kind of early to mid December. Um, Sue and I had booked up to go to Seville over Christmas. So this was between Christmas and New Year. So we flew on the early hours of the day after Boxing Day, twenty seventh. And we came back on the afternoon of the 30th. Great trip. Uh, Seville is a fantastic city. Um, it's easy to get to, though, so the flight's not too long. Um, it's a bit of a pain to actually get from the airport to the city centre because it's not, there's no rail, sta- rail links right there. So we ended up getting the standard bus, uh, which is quite busy. Um, but we've done a video of that. It's only about eight minutes, so a little vlog. Um, again, please have a look at that on our phil swallow photography youtube channel and hopefully you'll enjoy it we've had some good feedback on that one and like a lot of these things you know we want to get better at what we do with these logs and it takes time and it takes practice but i think we are uh, we are getting there slowly but surely um and of course it was the first time to try out the d850 and it and it performed brilliantly um also i did some other stuff with a gimbal that i bought for my uh, iphone so i did some hyperlapse stuff or motion lapse I've got that wrong in the video, but anyway, you'll you'll see when you uh, when you have a look. Um, but it was a it was a great trip, and we would go there again. Um, just just a really pleasant town, city, uh, not too expensive, easy easy walking, so no real hills or anything. And uh, yeah, thoroughly recommend it. Big thumbs up. Then flipping into the new year, so it was my brother in law's seventieth birthday party. So that was just a family event, and again, I did some pictures there. Uh, they had a fantastic cake, uh, and I posted some of that on my um, Facebook page. And um, yeah, that was good. Just tried a different flash modifier, bounce flash modifier, just to, you know, with flash photography, you don't want the flash angled at the people and blasting out um, harsh lights. You want it to be softer, so it's about using the bounce. Um, and then actually I did another party. Well, I offered to do this party, so uh, girl Anthea Lofting, who's a Facebook friend, she used to be Anthea Carr in school days, for those who may remember. Um, so Anthea's 
got terminal cancer and she's just done brilliantly. She's kind of defined the doctors really. Um, she showed a letter on Facebook from her two years ago, actually, where they said, um, we've made arrangements with, with a hospice and you've got weeks to live. And she just looked fantastic. I, I honestly didn't know what to expect and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, she she loved the photo. She was really appreciative and I've seen her posting them on um, Facebook and stuff. So, But also there was a lot of friends from years ago. I mean, people just sort of drift apart. And even though they might be Facebook friends, you don't necessarily interact with them in, in the same way as you would do face-to-face. So it was superb catching up with people um, and, and really good fun. And again, just capturing them on on the the medium of photography, so no videos or anything like that. So as we moved into sort of late Jan, early Feb, um, I had uh, a really good headshot session with a couple of young actors who live locally. And I'd made a promise some time ago that I would would do their headshots for them. And it was a great session. Um, They came down, they're well prepared. Um, I had my lighting set up and we tried some different things. And Sue came out with this uh, really good idea, which... I won't give away a trade secret, but it really helped the actors to get into, I suppose, a type of character look, not necessarily in character, but just to get a look. Um, and that really helped to to get some good shots. Um, so we ended up to get to get some getting some really good variations. So Joseph Penfold and Ainsley Stenhouse were the two um, actors that came that day. They're, they're a couple, um, so fairly local, but a really, really good fun shoot. I was pleased. They were pleased with the results. And, and I said I'll catch up with them fairly soon because it's all very well producing nice content, but they've got to work. They've got to do a job. In other words, casting directors have got to like them as well. So we're going to see if they get some traction and and also some feedback, you know, get some feedback. If there's stuff that they recommend we shouldn't have done or we could have done slightly differently, then we'll take that on board and I'll run a, another brief session. So it's really not a problem. And then two weeks ago this weekend, um, Janicky, uh, Janicky, sorry, uh, came along for a headshot session. So she works for the Arena company and she's represented by Arena. And uh, we had a, a long session actually. So lots of costume changes. Um, she brought hair and makeup artists along. So we just kind of worked through. Um, so she planned brilliantly, but we worked through on the day the sequences we were going to go through because obviously you're not going to do the hair um, sort of with a wave in it or with a curl in it before you do it straight. So you have to kind of build up about what looks you're after and, and then ended up with the hair up sort of thing and then let down. So, but yeah, it was really good. I posted just uh, an initial few on my website, uh, philswallow.com. And she's put them on spotlight, which is like the actor's kind of equity page site. And uh, she said she's going to do a similar thing, really. She'll post them on social media and she'll also kind of review them uh, after a month or so and see if we need to do any tweaks because, you know, they need to be headshots that work. That's so essential. Sound effect of me having another drink. Um, I've actually rattled through this quite quickly. I hope this isn't too quick, um, but, you know, it's kind of uh, hopefully an e- easy thing to follow and listen to. Um so I've got the day off tomorrow. Um, I'm going to the Nikon Professional Services show in the Queen Elizabeth II Centre in Westminster. And uh, it's, uh, I think it's something like 10 till 4 or something. And they're doing a presentation in the morning on the Z-series mirrorless and a couple of lenses they bought out for that. And they've also got Rotolite Lighting Company and they're going to do some video demos in the afternoon. So I'm looking forward to all of that, really. A uh, nice thing they're doing is... Um, 
given you the opportunity to uh, get your sensor cleaned or your camera cleaned for free. I think it's only one per person or something. So um, I'm going to bring along a, a one camera and one lens, and then um, if it's uh, once it's been done, I might capture some of the events. And um, excuse me, is my right? Okay, uh, yeah, capture some of the event. And because there's so much going on in Westminster at the moment, I might wander outside and um, get some uh, images afterwards. This new uh, new party being formed, which should be interesting. Anything to try and deal with Brexit, eh? Um, on Sunday, uh, I've got another actor coming along, Ingrid Miller. So um, she's also with Arena, and uh, hers should be a fairly quick session because all of her current headshots, she's got long hair and she's recently had it all cut off. And she said she wants to do kind of one look really. So she's coming over from uh, from London. And we'll run through those. Um, she was actually in BBC's This Week in a in a sort of documentary about Brexit back in October, which is a, a show which is online. So, um, but he had a chat with her last night to just go through some prep. So that'd be fun having a session with um, with her. Um, other than that, really, the uh, the main focus at the moment is on holiday planning. So uh, Sue's actually got a a two week trip to New York in March. So that's looming very fast. And uh, we're going away to the States in June. So, so far we've got the flights booked and we've got an overnight stay booked for when we land because we land in the evening and I really didn't fancy picking up a car driving through the LA traffic. So we're going to plan our trip, which is probably going to be Pacific Highway up to San Francisco with one or two stops, um, working around to Yosemite, into the Grand Canyon, perhaps Vegas, we'll see, and then back down to visit a friend south of Los Angeles and probably stay in LA for the last few days before we kind of go back. Um, The thing we're wrestling with at the moment is that they say the best way to travel on Pacific Highway is is north to south, so from San Francisco. Um, The challenge there is that I want to see Monterey Peninsula and sort of Pebble Beach area where golf is is very popular Uh, and unfortunately I didn't realise this until after I booked it but the US Open Golf is at Pebble Beach this year so the I think it's called 17 mile drive is closed uh, from the 9th until the 17th of June and that really doesn't fit you know working outside that being San Francisco at that time really doesn't fit with our plans so I think we're going to go the other way. Um, I mean, people just said it's easier to pull over onto a beach and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, I think we'll be okay. Even if we're going south to north, I think we'll be okay. We'll be able to pull over and see sights and stretch our legs and get some video clips for what will be um, quite a bit of content to record there. So obviously the camera is going to feature. Obviously the video will feature and vlogging. Um, already I'm thinking about how do we break this down and I think it'll be broken down into parts and then obviously people can just sequence from one to the other um, but yeah that'll be uh, that'll be a while to edit but I'm, I'm taking the laptop maybe I'll do some editing as we go we shall see the um, the only other thing I guess I need to commit to and I'm I'm quite impressed that I've managed to keep this into uh, well inside half an hour uh, is to commit to doing another follow-up in in a a shorter time frame. So I'm going to make a diary note to review for, say, two weeks' time to see if I've got anything worthy of sharing. Um, if I haven't, then I might put it back by another week or so. Uh, I haven't got too much booked in photography-wise at the moment. 
Um, and I'm not going to push hard on that side. Uh, of, there's always kind of editing. I mean, only last week I had some favourites selected from someone that I did a head shoot, headshot shoot for corporate in September last year. So sometimes people just take their time, which is fine. Um, so yeah, so barring anything that gets booked in randomly between now and that time, which might be worthy of me talking about sooner, uh, I'm just going to take whatever spare time I have to get some serious prep into the, the holiday because it's all about that really you've got to plan it and and I'll be thinking all aspects of it not just how far can I drive in a day and where's a good hotel it'll be what's going to be our filming content for that day and so on so thank you for hopefully still sticking with me um, I was prompted by um, by one of the regular listeners of this podcast and uh, embarrassingly, I, I had to say, no, it's, it's something that I will get round to. And here it is. So I, I'm not going to go through and edit this. I'm just going to put it straight up as is. And uh, hopefully you'll get some enjoyment from it. And as I mentioned in my previous podcast, um, rather than just rattle off all sorts of things that, you know, in terms of contact points, it's going to be a lot easier to just say, www.philswallow.com from there you will see links to everything that I'm on including my, even my stock photography sites and uh, hopefully you can make contact hopefully you'll enjoy listening to the podcast and hopefully you'll enjoy looking at our content on YouTube because obviously that's another way of seeing what I'm like actually for real um, if you didn't know already so good thanks very much I'll sign off now and I'll catch up much sooner than I did over the last time Cheers. Bye.